Ladies and gentlemen, we have the honey drippers in the house tonight. And they just got back from Washington, D.C. I think they got something they want to say. show which is full of professionalism we would do that but we're on my show where we're all about tangents hearsay conjecture and a little bit of fact <laughs> mostly fact mostly fact yeah uh, which contains some filler which is conjecture yes yes but i feel like this is today this is, i'm gonna try to turn this around because i don't imagine we're gonna be talking extremely long tonight so this should be out pretty soon. But in case you didn't know, dear listener, I am here with Mr. Court Psyops. Today, and who are you? <laughs> I, I think I am still Darren, but I'm I'm on a little bit of a Mr. Smith goes to Washington kind of high right now that I have to double check. Yes, my. Yep. Regardless of everything else, we are in some severely historic times. These will not, these specific times will not be easily expunged from the records of American history unless the bad guy wins and then there's no more American history. Yeah. Even if it's just another shitty few more years and eventually he goes away, it'll be a lot different. Actually, it's like a year and a few months. Let's not, in some words here, we're talking February 2021. Regardless, he's probably going to have to go because it just keeps getting worse for him either way. I fucking hope so, but you know what? I was so confident in 2016 that I probably could have worked hard to tell people about the horribleness that was Gary Johnson. Or... <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I don't even know where... I guess to paint a large picture from which we will go on many a random brushstroke, today is shit september 24th 2019 yeah. yeah so if you're listening to us in the in the future yay we made it <laughs> um if, if you've somehow found this being broadcast over the airwaves in a very post-apocalyptic future because everything we said here is wrong we're deeply sorry and you can laugh at how wrong we were yeah you know if this is yeah the podcaster's tale. Um, <laughs> but today, Nancy Pelosi found a little bit of that spine everyone was telling me she had when they were saying, oh, she's going to be a great speaker of the house. Right? <laughs> it's like, uh, I've been, I've been, I, I can tell you what, I've been angry. I've written to her office. I, I haven't used profanity at her like I tend to do with uh, Senator Rob Portman here in Ohio, but... Um, she has announced that there will be a formal impeachment inquiry. Now, Court, you probably know what that means, but for for should, what what should we talk about this step? Okay, so first of all, just assume that I don't know exactly what that means, other okay. than this is the very first step on the way to impeachment, and it's an official one because when they say it's an impeachment inquiry, it's not just them generally looking at you know is there a possibility of wrongdoing this is they feel there has been wrongdoing and they're going to investigate to prove it am i not wrong yes and there's more oh see yeah. so you should assume that i didn't know okay so with uh an official impeachment inquiry which is the first step okay um i can't i don't remember how much i talked about this the last time i got drunk and rambled on one of those schoolhouse scotch on the rocks 
But so there's the impeachment inquiry. The second step would be drafting articles of impeachment. Right. And then there would be if the House impeaches. And if the House impeaches President Trump, there will be a trial in the Senate that is overseen by some justices of the Supreme Court. The last president to be impeached was William whatever the fuck Clinton. Uh, <laughs> Jefferson? It's Jefferson. I, I, it is Jefferson. And before that, it was Andrew Johnson. There have only been two presidents ever been impeached. Both were acquitted by the Senate. Uh, there have only ever been 19 federal officers impeached by the House. 15 were judges. Uh, 13 were district court judges. One court of appeals, one Supreme Court justice, and then Andrew Johnson and Bill Clinton. Now, Bill Clinton was impeached for lying to Congress. That is one article of impeachment. There can be articles of impeachment over all sorts of things. You know, the high crimes and misdemeanors thing. Yeah. Um, but anyway... The impeachment inquiry does a few things. It, well, it rallies the base a little bit, but it also comes with more power. When they're, they're just hemming and hawing and some people are saying, nah, it's, we're just kind of thinking about maybe doing it. And people like Pelosi up until today were like, I don't want to deal with that. Uh, an official impeachment inquiry, uh, if you've been following what's been going on after the House uh, the Democrats took control of the House in the 2018 midterms. They started having investigations for pretty much everything anyone has ever requested and pretty much anyone that has been requested to testify. The White House just says, nope, executive privilege. And I'm going to tie you up in court um, fighting counter suing against you for this this information, like the tax returns or the unredacted Mueller report or things that have to do with emoluments or things that have to do with having conversations with the Saudis about, yeah, we'll, we'll be your mercenaries or things like holding $250 million in aid to the Ukraine by suggesting multiple times that their government create or find dirt on his future possible political opponent. Stuff like that. Uh, it it uh, eliminates the, the breadth with which uh, executive privilege can be used. It sort of cuts through quite a few of those. So people can be compelled to testify or held in contempt and sent to prison. And it in, for the ones that do go into the more murky waters... It ensures an extremely speedy court case. Now, I don't know about you, but every time that I've ever been innocent of any wrongdoing, whenever someone wants to investigate to prove that I'm innocent of any wrongdoing, I always make sure that I make it as difficult for them as possible to investigate the thing that I'm cleared of and that I know that I didn't do that's wrong. Yeah, first thing I do is destroy all evidence that clears my name. Right, because that's the only way to make sure that everyone will believe you that you are, in fact, innocent by just saying you're innocent over and over again with one hand while shredding the documents of the other. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Witch hunt, I say. Witch hunt and presidential harassment. <laughs> yeah. Um, the broken record is starting to, I think, even erode away parts of the base that were believing that everything was fine um, because you're even seeing GOP lawmakers coming out and saying no no that is bad if that's the case then that's bad we need more evidence like it's getting to the point where some of them are gonna and we were talking about this when we decided to do this recording where uh, we were just kind of hinting at this but I mean Pelosi sort of seems like she's doing something a bit nefarious here on her side because this is the one thing where it looks like they may be able to get both Pence and Trump because Pence was named in some of the conspiracy parts of this Ukraine thing that they're looking at for the articles of impeachment currently. Is, is he not? He is implicated in that. He is also 
implicated way, I, way, way back when a fella named James Comey was fired. And uh, there were reports, but everyone that has been called to testify on that, including Robert Miller, wasn't allowed to talk about specifically Why? the report. Yeah, because executive <laughs> yeah. privilege, right. Yeah, executive privilege that Pence was present when Trump read out his long... I, you can imagine. I mean, if you've heard him speak, you can imagine his explanation for the real reason why he was firing James Comey, which to which he was told, "You can't say that. That's kind of illegal and shit." So say that he broke a rule. Now, if um, well, him knowing about that and then lying to Congress and lying on TV about the original intent is technically an impeachable offense. Him taking part in rewriting said letter like you know rod rosenstein and a bunch of those guys got tangled in with all of it and jeff sessions the um, cover-up aspect of it yes yeah I, and i think that's one of the things we've often said was that uh, now definitely asking a foreign government to help you against a political opponent is a is a crime but we kind of figured that he would go to such crazy lengths to cover up something smaller that he would amplify his crimes trying to cover up something that he wouldn't got get as much trouble in in as much trouble for had he just said yeah okay right and he completely confuses that where he's like yeah no i didn't do this thing but yeah i tried to cover up the fact that i didn't do this thing like he's been doing that so much where he's confessing to the cover-up aspects which is way worse in a lot of cases than some of the dumb shit that he's actually doing <laughs> It's so fucking weird. Like, I have to tell you, I am not happy about this, even though I sound excited. I mean, I'm I'm hopeful and I am happy in some ways, but I'm not happy that this shit is going on in our government. Um, They're failing the people. I mean, let's not mince words. I think the reason that Pelosi waited this long, as I was kind of getting to, is she's waiting until she has both of them in the crosshairs, because where does that put her in the line of succession? Oh, she's right after Pence. And um, I jokingly said to you that the reason she probably waited this long until she could get them both for sure, even in the court of public opinion, so to speak, because it's the rate is going up and up and up on the betting and then also people that are kind of wanting it to happen. I think most of us have been like, we're like, well, just fuck it. Just keep him in place and leave this over his head and maybe he'll behave themselves. But it's been proof that that won't happen. There's no way you will ever expect resident trump to behave himself so this is the only step that they have left is they're just going to have to do it and i think if they start bringing this stuff to light it's it's a given something bad is going to happen and he'll either richard nixon it or let's all hope he jeffrey epstein's it because that would be funny <laughs> um but um so like the two of them like there there's a very distinct possibility that they're going to be able to uncover enough high crimes and not just misdemeanors of things that they've done in the cover-ups alone that were enough to remove them as president, like what happened in Nixon, because the tapes and all the other stuff and the Watergate break-in and all that stuff, yes, that was bad, but what he did that was really the high crimes and was really on his ass was trying to cover it up. That was the really bad stuff that he did. Um, those were the serious high crimes, because that's the stuff that's against the government. Um, and so they already have very good, let's just say speculative proof, because there's some things that have been said, we just can't get the actual factual reports, um, as far as the whistleblowers going with what is going to take Trump down for sure, they have all the stuff with the campaign that the Mueller report that is out there, but is heavily redacted. Um, all of this stuff that they've been using a presidential privilege that he's been bubbling himself and that the GOP has basically been choosing party over company and allowing, particularly Mitch McConnell, I mean, sorry, Moscow Mitch has been allowing. Um, so the evidence has got to be there that it's like, I even speculated that there's more and more of the GOP that's involved in this. And we've even seen the NRA got embroiled in this as well. And has been a puppet to, you know, or a, a useful idiot type organization for a Russian asset already. And they've been funneling money that way. And I think that we're entering sort of a serious end game here where if we can have proof, if all of these testimonies can be made public and things can be said, that is definitely proof and that it's, irrefutable 
and they have the evidence, they have all the stuff to back it up, and then the impeachment stuff goes through the House, and it's all there. Um, and then it goes to the Senate, and then if someone, say, like Moscow Mitch or someone else in the GOP, basically tries to bury it like he's done everything else with due process in this country and choosing his own ass and also Trump's ass over the people, even some of the folks that may want to believe that Trump isn't guilty of all this stuff that he is clearly tr guilty of, um, yes, I'm speculating, but Jesus Christ, how much more smoke do you need before you're going to believe me that there's possibly a fire or Cheech and Chong somewhere around? Right. And, so yeah. it's got to be, right? You would think, and regardless, th there have been impeachment inquiries over way much more or way much less. Lying way about less. getting a blowjob, for Christ's yeah. sakes. Lying about getting a blowjob. Um, this, yeah. So... It's it's gonna it's gonna be crazy. Uh, I think we've said this a couple times. I don't know. One time, we were recording shortly before all that shit went down with Jeff Sessions, and we were talking about Jeff Sessions. And yeah, that's why I've got to get this out like tomorrow or early Thursday, or half the shit we're talking about will have already happened. Yeah, and I wanted to kind of get it on tape now, and that's why I was talking to you earlier today when I was messaging. I'm like. We got to get this recorded. We got to get this down because we're going to start, you know, speculating and making some predictions. But I think, I mean, I'm not going to assign, you know, um, knighthood to Pelosi for this because I was joking with you where I'm like, well, she's probably doing this because this puts her in, in line for succession. This may be the only way she will ever get a presidency. So that's probably why she just all of a sudden got a motivation under her, under her ass to start doing this stuff. Because I think even the Democrats are choosing more of a party over country because they're like, you know, the worse Trump makes it for everybody before the 2020 election, the more sweeping it's going to be, the better it's going to be for our party. And I think it took up until now where they're like, no, he's not going to just rein himself in and, you know, just be a constant embarrassment. It's just going to keep getting worse. This isn't good enough. So all the investigations are just going to keep going on. And then they decided to finally fire it whenever they... They, they, like I said, they have both Trump and Pence, and it's in the public eye now that they're both implicated in this very obviously bad thing that even GOP members that normally would be like, whoa, that's bad, normally wouldn't be like that and would cover Trump's ass are even saying that. I mean, it seems like a few more have turned on him recently. I can't remember the various names, but like I've seen quotes from other senators that are like, yeah, I can't back that. <laughs> that normally, like normally his lapdogs are like, you know, that would be like, no, there's that's fine. No, no, that's. Ignore the smoke. There's no fire, you know. <laughs> like, well, I mean, it, it would have been way worse if Hillary. Um, shut up. We're talking about now. We're not talking about the alternate timeline. Yeah, yeah, but or, yeah. Anyway, but um, once this goes from the House to the Senate, if the Senate just ignores it, I mean, bad things are probably bound to happen. I mean, like this is basically. I mean, we talked about that we're in a constitutional crisis. We have been in a constitutional crisis, but the problem really is the buck stops at the Senate for this. But, I mean, can Mitch McConnell just say, no, we're not going to do a trial? Can he, and can Moscow Mitch just, like, take one for the team? I mean, that would be a career killer, right? I mean, you can't stop, do process, and say you're the party of law and order. Right? I mean, like, you can't have your cake and eat it, too. How much of their base is going to fall for that? Even a fucking boomer has to remember, like, what Watergate was like in some way, shape, or form to realize what's happening. And they have to remember what was going on with Clinton, you know? I mean, you can't just keep screaming presidential harassment and, um, you know, fake news and all this other kind of stuff when literally every news outlet is talking about the same thing regardless I mean, how is Fox News even going to spin all of this at this point? I'm not sure. They they seem to have done a lot better than I expected to, but it, it's sort of like there there's the people that have already made up their minds who aren't going to change. Like the, the, the whatever percent of Trumpers that are still with him after all this shit the 30% of the nation that are white nationalist racists that still support him. Yes, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, you know, committing some sort of crime to own the libs isn't going to do anything to waver their support. 
Yeah, I, I don't know if he's still going to go after vaping, which would be wonderful if that's what took him down. If if the concentration camps and the trans bans and all that other shit didn't do anything, but the... Uh... <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, look, I'm a vapor, you know? I, I vape caffeine. That's my thing. I like... I like to vape caffeine. It, it's just a way to get more caffeine into my system that does less damage, and I feel the effects better without, you know, long-term stuff. And, yeah, I'm worried about various additives and stuff like that, just like everybody else. Yes, I understand that. Now, having said that, it's disgusting to me that the thing that is eroding his base is not the gross violation of human rights and civil rights. It's no step on vape. That's what's, like... <laughs> whittling away his base you know but but you you brought up mitch mcconnell and if he just said well, i'm not gonna have a trial it's the democrats fault somehow um well wow, that sounded very turtly and slow thank you i i listened to him speak today uh for as long as i could handle he is running for re-election so he He's got to be a little bit more careful. You, you you may have noticed that they voted to approve more funding for election safety that he's been blocking for two years. And uh, this afternoon, the Senate even voted to demand the entire whistle, the recent uh, Ukraine thing, uh, whistleblower sent to the intelligence committees at the Senate. Uh, that happened a couple hours ago. They haven't been given it, as far as I know, but they did vote to do it. But in it's 20... important to note, too. Sorry to cut you off there, but it's important to note, too. Trump tried to release a single transcript of a call that he says is fine. I'm sure there's at least one call where he doesn't extort someone or try and leverage them or do something illegal in a single call. And I'm sure that that single call may have been very congratulatory or whatever. Very beautiful. It was very beautiful. It was a very fine call. It was the best call, the greatest call, we excellent quality. Calls. Yeah, but I'm sure that 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 can exist, and I'm sure that the transcript that he's releasing from that, that's a possibility. But this whistleblower report is multiple incidences, so we need to get into the hands of the people that are going to investigate this, the entirety of that report that's being blocked. And the inspector general that... Uh, reviewed the report and said that it was I forget the exact wording something about urgent and disturbing and urgent or something along yeah, those lines like like alarming words basically yeah. like a, re a reliable report that is urgent and disturbing and basically just... it's the equivalent of a panic face emoji yeah the person who reviewed that and said yes it is that was appointed by Trump it's not some deep state whatever the fuck it's somebody that was appointed by trump the whistleblower wasn't necessarily so we don't um but the inspector general was appointed by trump now also since it's the revolving clown door cabinet of calamity there is no <laughs> no official wording oh thank you uh there is no official director of national intelligence there's only an acting director of national intelligence and he says that he cannot release the report other than he was instructed by the White House and the Department of Justice, who is weighing in on this for some fucking reason. Um, he says that it's not within his like clearance level to give it to Congress, which he is legally obliged to do. So the initial refusal to do that is a crime. Um... You know Barr's got his sticky fucking disgusting fingers all over this, oh, too. Oh, yeah, he, he smoothed out Iran-Contra. Nobody nobody real got in trouble for that. Um, That's why he got brought in. Well, yeah, and how much did he work for Bush Jr. to keep him in office and unimpeachable for all the shit that he was doing? Yeah. So it's... that That's one of the great things about this being an official impeachment inquiry because people like Adam Schiff are going to have a bit more muscle. And he's been pissed off for quite a long time. Uh, and other other people like that. But Mitch McConnell is running for re-election against... Uh, it's Kentucky, and I, there are some cool people in Kentucky, but it is a woman. But 
she was a fighter pilot in the Air Force. Yeah, decorated. You know, decorated fighter pilot in the Air Force running. Mitch McConnell has never had a high approval rate, but it's just that luck of the incumbent. Now, there's been a really cool campaign showing off how rich he and his wife, who is our transportation secretary, have enriched themselves and, you know, getting sanctions removed from Russian companies that suddenly give a whole bunch of money to her family's companies in Kentucky. Uh, which is which is another thing that's being blocked by executive privilege, the investigation of that. So McConnell's running in uh, there's a there are a lot of elections going on in 2019, but it's an off year. But in 2020, all 435 seats in the House of Representatives are up, and 34 of the hundred Senate seats are up, along with the presidential election. And I can't remember how many governorships but this is the year when it might be a little harder it's it's not a win or lose everything everywhere sort of thing but uh my my political crush and she's pretty too but really if i just heard <laughs> all the stuff she said she'd be my political crush alexandria ocasio cortez has been saying get all these people on record saying why they refuse to think these things are bad. Because it's it's easy to just be like, well, you know, the, uh, even fucking the House Minority Leader, I forget his name, but the, the head Republican in the House said, we sh we're supposed to make laws, we're not supposed to investigate stuff. Or he said a bunch of dumb stumbling stuff, sort of like I'm doing right now, and, <laughs> and said, you know, just forget the election already happened. Even though this first, this main thing that seemed to push Pelosi over the edge of non-committalness, which I don't know if that's a word, but is about the future election. It's not about 2016. Even if we took away the 10 impeachable offenses found in the Mueller report that we know about so far, there's new stuff. There's been new stuff this whole fucking time. That's why I've, I've been going crazy when people are like, it already happened, you lost, get over it, as they wave their losing side of the Confederate, Confederate, uh, the Civil War uh, flag. But anyway, <laughs> I don't, it's just, <sighs> sorry. I don't even know if no, I went anywhere with that You're... rant. <laughs> no, it's, that's the thing is, the shock and awe is the one thing that the Trump camp is really good at. They're so good at just throwing so much atrocity and horror at you that you are constantly wondering what the fuck is going on. And so it's distracting you from other things. I honestly think that he's committing these high crimes brazenly out in the public to get people to forget about the border camps and all the people that are dying there. And he, when he realizes that this is, you know, he just, he's constantly pivoting to the next horrible thing that he's going to say or do or embarrassing thing that he's going to say or do because he's been so ingrained with this reality series way of looking at things where he's like, well, you're a heel, but if you're constantly a heel, people will forget about all the other things. And I don't think that he realizes that he's just racking up high crimes that are basically just going to be stored up in the background, known, investigated, and looked at. And maybe his people that are insulating him are helping him protect and all of that stuff. But essentially what he is doing is completely ruining executive privilege for any other president to come along from here because he has grossly abused the power. It's going to be extremely hard for anyone to argue against limiting the amount of power that a president has had at this point. I mean, people were complaining when they didn't like Obama about the same thing. And then, you know, those people that were complaining about it are perfectly fine with the gross abuses of power under Trump, you know, because it's on he's on their side and he's you know, violating the right rights to the <laughs> wrong humans or what have you, you know, or the the wrong rights of the right humans or however you want to look at it. He's violating the correct rights for the people that other people don't care about. And he's helping, you know, all of this other stuff. But because he's gone so far with it, because he's pushed things so far out of bounds and just basically ran a mafia White House at this point, it's going to be nearly impossible for us not to argue about reforming the government in a very serious way that the people can actually be involved in because at this point our system is beyond a constitutional crisis this government is 100 percent broken 
regardless of what happens from here, if we repair it, find the flaws in our foundation and build up a stronger nation that will move us into the next 200 years or whatever it's going to be that will will continue to thrive. Or perhaps this will be the final days of Rome and Trump is the Nero just playing around on his fucking phone that would be his new fiddle as the whole entire world burns around him. And then we'll have to try and maybe rebuild something from the ashes. We'll see what happens. But either way, this is essentially, I mean, it feels to me like the final tipping point that you and I have been waiting for since 2017 when we started talking about this stuff and I made these weird predictions of things that were going on with the GOP being roped into this. And I just feel like all this talk about like the deep state and all the things that the quote unquote Democrats have been doing to try and take out Trump and the GOP, I feel like it's going to be revealed that same old thing that they always have been doing since the days that Hitler started doing it of accuse the opposition of the thing that which you are guilty and then get people thinking about them doing that so that when you do it, it's no big deal. Like that's what's been going on this whole entire time. And I'm just wondering and waiting to see just how many of these ties with the dark money and all the other stuff. I mean, like how much of this is even being roped in with the Cokes being involved? And did the guy that the, the recent Coke that passed away, did he actually pass away of natural causes or is something else going on Putin style here? You know, like I, I don't want to just start throwing conspiracy theories out there too much, but a lot of people that have got a lot of dirt on a lot of people in high power right now are just winding up dead. And this whistleblower guy better get himself to WITSEC fast. <laughs> well, he has requested to testify in front of both intelligence committees. Uh, he's had a lawyer reach out and it has been announced that he has requested to testify. I think it'll be closed doors since it's still early days. Whatever. Yeah. So, but that, that was some, some of the news of the day. I don't know if you've, uh, seeing that there were reports that Trump reached out to Pelosi saying, hey, may, can we work something out about this whole whistleblower thing so you don't do the whole impeachment thing? Um, Could you see your way clear of maybe letting this go? Maybe I can give you a fabulous room in a Trump hotel, all paid for by the American people. Even though you are you, you are what I would say is a seven. Even though no. you're maybe a seven or a six. You... I'm being generous when I say that. <laughs> I wish I could do a good Trump impression. I, I don't. Suck. I really don't. Like the more I sound like him, the more I want to fucking vomit. So <laughs> at this uh, point, I'm literally trying to do an impression like a high school bully would make fun of somebody else and be like nanny nanny boo boo when I do his voice. Like, oh, you're Trump. Oh, one thing I did want to say. I, I don't. I don't feel like we're wrapping up necessarily, but before we do go, I did want to say that there's been a lot of. Well, you saw what happened to the Republicans after they impeached Bill Clinton, right? So I, That I was, was over a blowjob, though. Yeah. <laughs> and well, lying about it. And uh, the impeachment against Bill Clinton started... Uh, fuck. First... Sometime in the se first 10 days of October 1998. I had the, I had the exact date, but I th I'm going to say the 8th. October 8th, 1998. So the very start of his second term, pretty much. Yeah. And the trial in the Senate started in January 1999. Um, in 2001... Okay, so they're saying, look at what happened to the Republicans after trying to impeach Bill Clinton. In 2001, the Republicans had the White House, the House, and the fucking Senate. They did lose a couple seats in the next election, but not a lot. But that's that's one thing that I, I was confused about because I feel like I remember that because I, I was already activated politically or whatever at that time. But it, th that, that was the big warning thing. It was like, oh, look what happened to the Republicans after they impeached and failed to convict Bill Clinton. They just had control of all of the government within a couple years. <laughs> You know, like, what the fuck? You know, I, I think uh, there was something like they didn't get as many seats as they thought they were going to. But another comparison between the times is there was a guy on, in the Republicans then that switched and joined the Democratic Party because of how things were going. 
Can we talk about the mass exodus of the GOP that just continues to happen? Like, I can't even keep track of them within just the last six months. I can't keep track of all of them. Like, I was kind of keeping a running tally in my head. Like, do, do you know those numbers? I know you always do this kind of research, so. The, what, the amount of people that are leaving the administration or the amount of, of people that have announced that they're not going to run again? The, just basically, like, I, what you would categorize as a GOP mass exodus, as in whoever's leaving the GOP or retiring because of the stain on the GOP at this point. I think right now the number of uh, representatives that are have announced that they're not going to run again is uh, it's past 20, but it hasn't hit 30 yet. That's usually when it starts clicking exactly. So it's 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 around 20, 20 people. There okay. have been uh, is that House and Senate or that's see that's the problem it's it's mostly the House because pretty much everybody in the Senate uh, we had that mass exodus when Orrin Hatch and all the other ghouls that helped get Kavanaugh elected they all retired before the 2018. Now it right. seems to be mostly representatives. I haven't really seen any senators, but. McConnell and uh, Leningrad Lindsay over in South Carolina, they both have pretty good competition, and both of their seats are up. Um, I I did have the amount of I I mean Trump's already passed the turnover rate for his cabinet and his administration. He's had the best turnover rate. No president in the history of America has ever had the turnover rate that Trump has had. It's the finest Trump or finest turnover rate you've ever seen. Believe me. Believe me. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. No, it's uh, as of I, I had this written down, actually, because I thought we might get to it. As of September 19th, 2019, his A-team that he announced when he got put in charge that, <laughs> got his residency yeah when he got his residency is at 78 percent of his Wait. a team turnover 78 percent yeah how do you just i know that you usually look this kind of stuff up because that's that's how your curiosity goes with the politics but like do you have a comparison of like what's the next highest turnover rate for president do you know um, let me see. I think the next highest was uh W. Bush. Or no, oh, that's Reagan. no shock. Okay, Reagan. Well, yeah, still no shock. Yeah, Reagan was a forty percent, thirty-nine or forty percent. Okay, so we're talking the guy embroiled in the Iran Contra controversies, where many people fell on their sword to protect him, has a 40% turnover rate and Trump has increased that by 38%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's only in his first term. We're talking like two terms for Reagan. So 40% over two terms, right? Yeah. And right now for total, for total turnover, Trump is tied with Reagan but that Reagan had eight years. We're in year three, and Trump is tied with Reagan now, where Reagan was after eight years. Okay, so when he says that no other administration has done as much as he has done, when it comes yeah. to losing employees, he is absolutely correct. Yeah, if, if you want to do first year, just first year, Trump was around 35%. The second highest for first year turnover was Reagan, at 17 percent uh <laughs> after a year like double man he's done almost double yeah uh it, it, it's yeah trump has already surpassed clinton's eight years obama's eight years hw bush's eight years and he's tied with reagan's eight years and that some of the people that over the eight years you know some of those people were just they aged out and they wanted to retire and, you know, they just wanted to make sure they got the administration on its legs and then left midway through the second term or something, you know, yeah. like it had to be stuff like that. I mean, you know, so 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 some turnover rate in administration is obviously something that's going to happen. But when it's this high of a rate where it's nearly double the, the one that's just below it, I mean, you got to know something's up, right? 
Yep, I mean, he did say he was going to run it like his business, and the fucking morons didn't know what that means. Yeah, and... which is clearly into <laughs> debt and under under the fucking ground, like, just six feet deep, dude. Yeah, who... we're <laughs> we're what was the surplus that was under obama that's just been completely obliterated for budgetary stuff was that 13 trillion yeah gone thrown right into the pockets of billionaires who have set this planet on fire to line their own coffers yeah by the way i guess we should call out melania's be best campaign while her husband and half his cabinet and some senators are bullying a 16-year-old girl with autism who wants to save the planet. Yeah, your campaign is clearly not working in your own fucking residency. <laughs> uh, you're an asshole. But, <laughs> yeah, fuck her. She's yeah. so complicit in all of this shit. Yeah, I used to feel bad, but no. I feel bad for anyone who's clearly in an abusive relationship, yes. But at this point, she has used that abusive relationship to leverage herself into more and more fortune, fame, and power. So she's clearly like, whatever it whatever it is that's going on here, she's more than complicit in all of it. And so, you know, maybe she gets backhanded every now and then or something along those lines, but she just basically puts up with it because it's apparently nothing new to her for more cash and more power and, you know, whatever's going on now and she's every bit as horrible as what he is if you start reading into some of the stuff that she was involved with before they even got married she's a horrible person too the you know i i, I still you know maybe it's because he's just kept out of it but i still feel bad for melania's son aka baron i'm calling her what or calling him what his dad called him a couple weeks ago i don't know if you caught that Baron, yeah, yeah, she's got a son. It's beautiful. Um, okay, can we he's, talk he's about? Still how he's still a child. Yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't want to bag on on Baron or Baron or however you want to pronounce it. I don't want to bag on the kid at all here. And I do feel bad for him because in this situation, he could still be possibly innocent and should be mostly left alone. And he may be the only one of them that'll turn out somewhat okay because the rest of them should be in fucking prison because they're all complicit in all of this and it's obvious. Um, but the, the book he writes when he grows up and everybody in his family is in political prison. I wonder what that would be called. Or executed for treason because let's face it, some of these crimes are high treason and can be executable offenses. Technically, that is true. I mean, it's a very distinct possibility. I mean, we could see an execution for treason from a former sitting resident. That is a possibility, which oh. is horrific to even think about. So, you know, I, I, I was talking the other day about how I was certain W. Bush was going to be the worst president I ever had to deal with. Uh, Cakewalk by comparison, isn't it? Little bit, little bit. He, he was, I guess he was more old school. And this is, you know, when you're used to the government bailing you out and then you became the gov government, what do you do? Yeah, there's nobody left to bail you out anymore. You are the thing that was helping you. I'm really excited to see where I think the emoluments is going to be interesting. Uh, that's, ugh. I don't know, man. Is there there's something too, that we, huh? There, there's too many crimes to really even follow all of the individual little threads you just kind of have to like specialize and latch onto one and then like when you hear reports about the other be like oh yeah that was a thing i forgot about that whole emollients hotel thing that you know the entire u.s military has been apparently forced into to prop up bad properties for trump you know yeah. like i i until you mentioned it i completely fucking forgot about it that's how much <laughs> more shocking horrific criminal activity is coming out of this presidency man Yep, uh, the Saudi royal family rents floors at a time. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that's what he means when he says, of course I'm going to send soldiers over there. They pay cash. Yeah, and can we talk about how he's very clearly starting to suffer from some type of mental decline like Alzheimer's or dementia or something? I mean, it's really obvious if you, I mean, we've been comparing him to Reagan, but if you look at Reagan's last years in office whenever he was losing his shit, it sure seems like that's happening with Trump. 
and I feel like a lot of it's a, it'll probably be revealed too. Yes, Trump has probably got his faculty enough to do the extortion and stuff, but it'll probably be revealed at some point that someone else in his administration was coaxing him into doing this kind of stuff. Maybe Pence, maybe somebody else like, I don't know, the Gargamel himself for the alt-right, even Miller. We haven't really seen or heard a lot from him, so perhaps he's been doing a lot of this stuff behind the strings, behind the, you know, behind the scenes, just kind of pulling strings on this Alzheimer's ridden fucking puppet of his that is just doing all of his dark and evil bidding. And then when he's away from the alt-right, Gargamel is when he does the embarrassing, stupid stuff that makes us think maybe there is something wrong with him. <laughs> Alzheimer's wise. And I don't know how I feel about the possibility with a man that has suffered dementia being executed for treason, but I think I can get over that. <laughs> well, did you see that from his toilet proclamation machine, he has responded a little bit. We did mention, I think before we started recording, but he had four four statements in uh, in order after the uh, opening of a formal impeachment inquiry was announced. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of that, but I guess we should put this down for the archives. Proclamation number one. A proclamation under, what is it, 260 characters? Yes. Yeah, so you're talking Twitter feed. Okay, yes, go ahead. Yes, proclamation under 260 characters... Number one, such an important day at the United Nations. So much work and so much success. And the Democrats purposely had to ruin and demean it with more breaking news witch hunt garbage. So bad for our country. Followed quickly by proclamation under 260 characters. Number two, Pelosi, Nadler, Schiff, and of course, Maxine Waters. Can you believe this? And then, number three, they never even saw the transcript of the call, a total witch hunt. And then, the cherry on top, all capitals with an exclamation point, presidential harassment. Which so I feel like he's yeah. tweeted that one out before. I feel like he's got that like on his clipboard and he just pastes it whenever he's feeling sad. Yeah. It's I, I you know, if he was somebody's crazy uncle, you would feel bad for him, but he's got the nuclear codes. There's a lot of tropical storms going on. We have a this lot is of the, reasons this, to be afraid. This is the problem though. He is someone's crazy uncle. He really is. He should not be in power. I mean, we're talking 25th Amendment for at least the last two and a half years. There is evidence for the 25th Amendment that has been covered up. I know it. Just just from dealing with some folks that were in my family and just like in my immediate uh, circle of, you know, loved ones that have had similar afflictions, I am telling you there is either dementia or Alzheimer's that that man is currently suffering from. And it is bad. And it's obvious. If you pay attention to the way that he rambles on, if you've ever seen anyone else ramble like that while you're visiting like a loved one in a fucking nursing home, you know exactly what you're seeing. That's what that is. I'm going to put it down now on this recording that I am positive that's what's going on with that man. And he's just basically allowed to just run a country that basically is in control of the world, more or less. And it's horrifying. I, I have made more lucid speeches on multiple hits of acid. <laughs> <laughs> I have rambled in my sleep and made more sense and been more, co more coherent. Yeah, that's... It's gonna be wild, kids. Buckle up. Fucking register to vote. Um... Put all your money in canned food and shotguns. Yeah. <laughs> Putting all their money into canned food and shotguns. Yes, I made a Gremlins 2 reference. <laughs> wow, that's, that is a favorite here at the house. Danzig calls it Gizmo 2. <laughs> I know this is like a real sacrilege, but that's like my favorite. I love Gremlins 2, but for like nostalgic love reasons of watching it as a kid more than anything. Speaking of Trump, Clamp is making fun of him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but like... Clamp is at least a good person. 
in that movie. Like, he makes the right decisions. Trump would never do anything that Clamp does. Well, you know, I think that if, if it was made now, it would probably be different. But that, I mean, that was made back when Trump's decisions mostly only affected him. So he was just <laughs> some rich douchebag running around doing dumb shit and wasting his inheritance yeah now he's wasting our national inheritance (laughs) he's wasting all of our futures and the future of this planet and it's not funny anymore it is not i want out of this game of improv no more (sighs) yes and no more yes and from hell (laughs) yeah that's a perfect title for this episode yes and from hell (laughs) (laughs) is there anything we didn't hit we're we're coming up on on that time i think no i i actually i feel like we have vented and discussed about as much to bring everybody up to date um i will say this for those of you that are like really not wanting to be into the news if you have an audible account the washington post the New York Times and another paper I can't remember off the top of my head, but I'm using the Washington Post and the New York Times. They have a thing that you can download where they will give you a daily update Will someone will read the fucking news to you and tell you what's going on in under an hour. You can get your basic major highlight updates for the day. And I've been doing that every day and it's helped me kind of stay away from some of the articles. Although when I want to share some of the information on social media, I have to find that same information on a place that I can share that I don't have to worry about the reading limits for someone like for the New York Times or for the Washington Post. But both of those are available right there. You can get them right through Audible. It's part of your subscription. It costs no additional charge. And you can go all the way back to whatever days that they've been recording it on. But it's pretty much a daily dump of information read to you. You have no excuse to not keep up on the news now. And uh, Sam Cedar, who used to be on Air America with uh, with and without Mark Marin way back in the day. Uh, Sam Cedar does a daily news break that's five minutes. That's even better. If you really don't want an excuse to why you need to stay informed in an hour is too much, give yourself a daily Wherever that is, I'm sure you'll link this in the show, but there you go. Yeah, the majority report with Sam Cedar. I think the his his show, when he went from Air America, he went to that. But uh, another thing I, I would like to suggest that I've been using a decent amount is a free app called Pocket. And it's, it's an easy way so you don't keep a whole bunch of browsers open, but also... It's got something like 30 to 50 voices that will read you news articles that you've saved from a web browser. You just click save to pocket and it puts it in there and you can listen to a robot read you the news article. And it doesn't care what the news article is from. It'll just read it to you, right? So far, any any article that I've put in there, as long as it's been in a web browser, it, yeah, it just reads it to you. So it takes the formatted HTML and will read you what you need, basically. Neat. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's that been pretty helpful because as you as you will see in just the slight delay of this being recorded and this being put out, some shit's going to happen. It's hard to, you know, I, oh, I long for the days when I can plan out and schedule the recordings for the show, but it's kind of got to happen when it happens. Yeah, it's almost at the point where everything that we're saying right now is going to be old news, even if you release this first thing as soon as we're done recording it without any editing, (laughs) which I would suggest you do. Don't even fucking edit it. Just like chop off the stuff that, you know, may or may not have been said at the beginning that may be used against us legally speaking. But just release (laughs) it, man. Don't even fucking edit. Just get it out there. Yeah, just cut off the beginning. Cut off if if we ramble at the end. But yeah, 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 that's a good idea. I think I've been trying to get so that I don't have to do that. So I don't have to, oh, well, here's this 10 minutes that I fucking did nothing. But anyway, (laughs) I don't know what we're going to call this. I don't know if this is what what series this is or if this is just a special news break. Impeach 45 Watch, The Yes And Nightmare. Yes. The Yes And Nightmare. (laughs) Or is it Yes And Hell, I think you called it? I can't remember. Yes, The Yes And From Hell. Yeah, impeach forty-five, 
impeachment watch for impeach 45 watch <laughs> from hell yeah i don't know let's see Da, 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 da. I don't have any good news break music, but I stole mine from Apple Loops that I used that I got through Final Cut Pro. Um, it's also on iMovie. It's I think it's labeled Broadcast News. There's even one that's like old timey Broadcast News that you can use. Just grab that. Cool. Anyway, thank you very fucking much, Mr. Court. Oh no, thank you. I needed to vent. This was exactly what I needed when I messaged you that we needed to do this. <laughs> And uh, I would imagine you, you, dear listener, can expect some more of this. Yeah, um, we may not be able to do this daily, but Jesus Christ, we should at least do this once a week until we know what's going on. Yeah, right. So uh, we, we should be able to find a time at night to get down to fucking business. And uh, until then, read, read up. TV news kind of sucks. Register to fucking vote. Check your registration. There was a big voter purge here not too long ago. And thank you, Court. Talk to you soon, man. Uh, everybody else, also, we should all remember to duck and cover.
Everybody in this country wanted Bill Clinton punished on one level or another. Nobody really wanted him impeached, but they wanted him punished. And so they turned to the Republican Party and they said, come on, get the little prick. And so the Republicans took out their rifles, got them in their sights, then turned the rifles around and went, bam! <laughs> you want to learn one thing from this whole fiasco? If you're going to hire a lawyer to nail somebody, you don't hire somebody like Ken Starr. If you want to get somebody who's an asshole, you don't hire a bigger asshole. Because then the bigger asshole makes the asshole look like it's just a rectum. <laughs> the way in which the Republicans and Ken Starr decided that the president could be nailed would be by showing his videotaped testimony on television. Three and a half hours. I watched it because I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> if you didn't watch it, you didn't miss anything. About 20 minutes into it, I had a fork and I was trying to puncture my own eardrum. It's going, shut up, shut up, you can be the president, just shut up. <laughs> he began his testimony by saying to the prosecutors, can you define for me what you mean by the word alone? I thought, this is going to be one long fucking day. He doesn't know what the word alone means, he's got to know what the word alone means. If he doesn't know what the word alone means, that means he thinks those voices in his head are other people. And then I flipped to the other channel at the UN. He hadn't even spoken. He was just standing in front of him. They were giving him a standing ovation. They were screaming, you got a blowjob, you got a blowjob. I wish we could have gotten a blowjob. And then I flipped back and he said to the prosecutor, can you define for me what you mean by the word is? And the prosecutor said, jizz? And he said, no, is. And I said, you know what the word is means. That's the first verb you learn in any language. It's the verb to be. It's the verb of existence. It's why you went out to get your winky wet. And then I flipped and they were screaming in the UN, we want cigars, get us cigars. And then I flipped back and he said, well, I wasn't really screwing her, Your Honor, because you see, if you put a prophylactic on your finger, you put the finger in your ear. I ain't fucking my ear, am I? And I kept going back and forth, and back and forth, and back and forth. And just before I passed out, I thought if it weren't for my horse, I wouldn't have spent that year in college. <laughs> 